Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the next episode. Every single time I come in here, I am thrilled and more thrilled of who I get to share with you, who I get to spend time with, most importantly, and the impact that it's making in the world. So today I get to share Cynthia James with you, who is one of the biggest, brightest lights in the world coming to step in even more every single day, finding her, continuing to find and dive deeper into her authenticity. We're going to talk to you about that today. Um, and Cynthia is I, has a list of, um, oh my goodness, that is just longer than I can even begin to imagine of all of the accolades and everything that you have gotten to experience throughout your years and the impact that you're making in the world. But she is an author, a speaker, a dancer, a singer, um, an artist through and through and through and through. I um, met you and immediately wanted to spend so much time in your field near you and being around you. Getting to see you right now and what you're doing in the world is just warming my heart every time I get to see um, you pop in. So I am going to hand it over to Cynthia because there's no way that I am able to um, speak into your glory and beauty like you can. So please introduce yourself to our guests and I look forward to um, all of them getting to know who you are. So thank you for being here with us. Oh, thank you, Jen. I'm really happy to be here. So like Jen said, I am an author and a speaker and a coach, and um, I've written five books. I've recorded um, eight CDs, five music, and the rest are meditation CDs. You know, I think the most important thing, I I do a lot of work with women around the world, um, but I think the most important thing is that I feel like my mission is to support people's awakening to help them remember who they are, who they've come here to be. Because I figure if we are all standing in the awareness that we know our magnificence and we know our power, then we get to transform this world into a place that works for everyone, loves people, honors them. Everyone feels safe and secure and nurtured. Isn't that what we, I I don't know, when that gets to happen on this planet, it's going to be a magical day. There's some bright lights really, really up to the front lines for for that intention to be truly infused into each and every every person. So you you and I met a handful of years ago going through our our clarity training together. And um you're you're a coach of all kinds, of all sorts of modalities. What are what are some of the the things that sparked 
interest for you early on in your journey of, of knowing that this is a path that you wanted to follow? Well, there's a few things. The first thing is I really believe that healing takes place at the spiritual level. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about tapping, tapping into our authentic spirit. So I did a lot of, um, spiritual work, took a lot of classes, um, went through a master's program in spiritual psychology, where you blend psychology and, and spirituality. I, um, I also, during that process, I created something called emotional freedom, which I, I train coaches to do. And then the clarity work seemed like the perfect fit for me because it just was a, a, a partner with what I did. So uh, I also do leadership coaching. I, I work with people on um, from small to mid-sized companies, their leaders and their teams on how do they be more authentic? How do they really bring their heart to their business so that that the outcome of the bottom line is infused with how they care about people, how they care about their team and how they care about the world. And when you're doing that, are you bringing in all aspects of, of who you are and how you show up in the world? Or um, I was just dancing before I got on this with you and I was thinking of you and how every single workshop or event that I've ever been to that you're putting on is so different because there's really movement involved and you're really moving energy and, not just sitting and taking it all in. Yeah, I, I think movement is medicine. And I think that when we move our bodies, so whenever I speak, whenever I'm going to sing, whenever I'm going to do a workshop, that's always included in it. Music, because I think music talks to the heart. And then movement, I use a lot of drums because drums balance the hemispheres of the brain and align the body so that people are having different modalities of the experience. Because here's the thing, I can stand up and talk all day, but until people have the experience of what I'm talking about, it's just information. It's just concept. So I feel like I want people to, sometimes I use the drum, sometimes I use singing bowls. You know, I've had didgeridoo players come into my workshops, you know, um, because I want people to have a, a spectrum of experience so that they can walk out going, oh, I felt that. I understood that. I, I experienced that. Where did you where did you start to evolve to get to what brings us to today? <laughs> so I've just written this new book and it talks about my life journey. And, you know, it's kind of crazy because I I've been all over the place and done a whole lot of things. But, you know, I mean, I grew up, you know, poor on welfare. There was a lot of violence in my home. My father was an alcoholic. My stepfather was a pedophile and a, and a wife beater. And so there was a lot of survival in my childhood. But in that, I was a dreamer. I saw myself traveling the world. I saw myself on stages. I saw myself singing. And people were like, get your head out of the clouds. You are on welfare. What the hell are you talking about? From the time you were little. Little, little, like, you know, really young. And I'd see movies and like Betty Davis and I'd say, oh, I want to do that. You know, didn't dawn on me. She wasn't black. It was just like, oh, I want to do that. And so I think without my knowing it, I was planting seeds in the universe 
that began to blossom and emerge through education, through invitations. You know, I flew for an airline. You know, at one point I I um, danced in Vegas uh, at the MGM Grand Hotel as a showgirl. Um, I was the first Lexi on Days of Our Lives. And um, I did a lot of television and film and theater. And, and all of that was incredible. I mean, I feel like my dreams were brought into form. And so that was incredible. And then something happened. I mean, I was a really successful actress. I was doing a lot of great things. I was opening at Harris for Jay Leno and Rich Little. And all of a sudden, all those doors started closing. Now, what I know today is that when doors start closing, something else is opening. But at the time, I was a little freaked out. I was like, well, how am I going to take care of myself? How am I going to take care of my children if all these doors are closing? And so that's when I had to get into a deeper awareness of my connection universally, my connection to the divine or the universe or the quantum field, whatever you choose to, to call it, where you are in a field of possibility and potentiality and you get to manifest something new. So I went through a lot of changes and transitions. And then, you know, nine years ago, I went through another one. It's, it's just, I, I feel like a part of my soul's journey was to experience life in the fullest. I love that. And I love that you're calling them changes and transitions and not, uh, this isn't really part of our vocabulary, but something that might be resonant to anyone that's listening, right. would be like a life crisis or a major transition. I, there are definitely many, many opportunities for transitions and, and leading into them. And we're always able to see more clearly after, right. But being in the midst of it is not, not so much fun. And that's what uh, I just appreciate about so much of the work that you do is is really about embracing that transition and how the tools to survive and really truly potentially thrive during massive transitions. Is there anything that comes to mind when I share that? Well, here's the thing. If the universe is evolutionary and we're part of it, so are we. So that means it's not going to always be the same, you know, and any resistance to change, you know, just has us stuck and in pain. You know, I mean, when we watched everybody on the planet sat down with a pandemic, I mean, there was no resistance because you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. And so I think for some people, they tried to resist, but for others, it was like this moment of awakening where you go, okay, who do I want to be? Who am I? Do I love what I'm doing? Do I want to do something else? What wants to come through me? What wants to be revealed? And I feel like if you can do that throughout your life, you get to have an extraordinary experience because the universe will take you on the ride. So true. Uh, you just come to light even like your light shines so bright when you get to talk about your passions and the truths that you know and your beliefs that are thriving through you over and over and over again. So we're not we're not on YouTube yet, but when the when the podcast gets up there, run, skip and jump over so you can see Cynthia's face and 
um, we'll share how you can find her and all of the locations and amazing places as well. But you are just such a radiant light. I love getting to see people come, getting to speak their truth. There's nothing better. So in this process of of writing this this book, this most recent book, what's the name of your book? Oh, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Does My Voice Matter? And it was given to me at a luncheon. And I was telling this woman who's a, a coach for authors what was wanting to come through me. And I kept thinking the name of the book was Does Your Voice Matter? And as she's in, doing inquiry with me, she goes, I don't know. I think this book is Does My Voice Matter? What I didn't know is that it was going to take me on a profound journey of my life. So because I've been on this planet for seven decades and I've been through a lot of stuff and and culturally I don't know that we all think about how culture impacts us. But as I was writing the book, every decade, something else or a lot of things were happening in the culture that were impacting my thoughts, my beliefs, my behaviors. And so that's what the book is. It's like what was happening to me. So it's part memoir. But then it's like, here are the things I learned. And I give people tools because I didn't have tools. So I stumbled and bumbled and fell down and, you know, had to get up a lot of times. And so I wanted to be able to give people tools where they could go, oh, I if I want to bring my voice forward, these are some things that I can do so that I can easily step into this space with grace. Mm. And, and tell us, tell us more about a couple of these tools. You're, you're profound when it comes to voice. I was just sharing before we, we started um, with Cynthia, her husband uh, is a world renowned photographer and videographer as well. And um, so I got to go up to their super special place um, and do some work for birds and bees teas and that was the first time that it was professionally done. Like, yes, I've been practicing and that kind of thing. But before we would get started, we would sit there and Carl would be saying, yes, yes, yes. And Cynthia has been on TV, right? Acting and doing all kinds of things. And so it's so different to get this full support, right? To step into it. And those are tools that I use almost every single day. And you were even helping me release emotional blockages that I had around certain situations so that I could speak more clearly into the camera and deliver whatever it was that I was talking about more clearly, like just profound gifts. So what are some of the tools that you, or what, what would be one of the tools if you could share a couple of tools that come to mind that people can really help because this is going to help them right in day-to-day life of finding their voice, speaking more authentically, connecting more deeply with themselves. And so often, at least for myself, I was trained, I feel like, right. To be the good girl and be quiet unless I, really had something to share and that and yet there was this reactive part of me as well that was coming out and so I've just learned so much from from you and in following that authenticity well you know the first thing I want to tell everybody is that your dreams matter you know I talked about what was happening to me as a kid your dreams and the visions that come through you make no mistake that there's a delivery system And so one of the first things I do in the book is I ask people, write down the dreams that you've had. Whether they've been fulfilled or not, write them down 
because there's energy there. There's there's seeds of manifestation there. And so if you can look at that, then you can open to how how does the universe want to use me? You know, what wants to be revealed through me? How do these dreams want to be manifest in a way that suits who I am today, that suits my authenticity? So that that's the first thing I tell people. The second thing I tell them is that challenges are an invitation to create. You know, a lot of times when we're going through stuff, you know, we're fighting or we're upset or we're trying to push it away or trying to manage it. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, we'll eat it, drink it, whatever we do to try to manage it. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Face it. That challenge is a portal for, for your health, your well-being, your healing, your transformation. It's, it's a doorway that you can go through if you can face it and not run from it, and not try to push it down. My family, the way that they dealt with it was they ate. So five generations of women abused and traumatized, left the planet, you know, overweight, depressed, all this other stuff, because they kept trying to push all that down. And I'm like, no, what if you face what you're feeling? What if you embrace it? What if you find out what it wants to teach you? And what opportunity is available for you? Oh my gosh, then you get to create. I mean, that's how come I, when I was writing the book, I watched decade after decade after decade, some crazy thing would come up and I would step into it, not always consciously, by the way, Mm -hmm. I would step into it and it would provide a healing or a transformative moment. So that, you know, your challenges there, there's, there's a delivery system for that. There, there is, there is the universe has your back and it wants to support you and it wants you to thrive. Yeah. And then most of us are sitting there with our heels dug in, right? Getting pulled <laughs> getting along if it's like unconscious or taking that big leap of faith. If it's, it's scary. I know we just had a, a recording um, previously of somebody who was talking about taking these leaps of faith and like really feeling anxiety attacks and like the, the sincere emotions that come up in our body that our, our minds are creating or our, our, our physiology is picking up on, right? Like we're picking up on so much that's happening inside and outside of ourselves. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, your body is a computer. It holds on to everything that's ever happened to us. Good news or interesting news. And so one of the things I do with emotional integration is I help people when they come in with an anxiety or feeling, let's like we find out where is it in the body and then we follow the trail in the body so that that part can can communicate what happened, what started it, what what it needs to heal, you know, because every aspect of us, no matter what we've been through, every aspect, you know, wants to have love, wants to feel supported and guided. And so if you can tap into the body, the body will tell you what it needs for you to step into your greatness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So you've got tool one, writing things down, right. really getting these dreams on paper. Tool number two, to feel what's happening, to really sense and see and, and not stuff or run away from this, this energy, right? What what else is happening in this 
My yeah. voice matters. Okay, this may be a shock to everybody listening. You came here to be visible. You came here to be seen. Now, I know a lot of people are like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be in front of people. I don't want to be, oh, no, I'm not being on social media. Oh, no, no, no. Here's the deal. It doesn't matter how you become visible, but you came here to be visible. I mean, when you think about how many sperms it took to go to one egg to create you, that means you're chosen. <laughs> that means you're here because you're important. And so, and so whether your visibility is painting or writing or, or singing or teaching or whatever it is, the thing is, is like the voice is not just this larynx sound. The voice is your full expression. And so you want to tap into whatever that is for you, whatever lights you up, whatever passion wants to come through. And you and you follow that path to become visible in that way. Now, that might just be with your family. That might be in your community. That might be on a world stage. But if you're fully expressed, it blesses everything and everybody. So true. There was a therapist that I was working with um, and got started with when I was young and struggling through family stuff. And uh, I will never forget calling her just absolutely crying. And one of the reasons or one of the things she said to me was, is this your choice or someone else's first to come, which was awesome. And then the other was, what is your art? And my mom is an amazing artist. And I just remember going, I, I don't have an art. Like, you should see me attempt to do this. It doesn't work, really. You know, like, I, I don't have an art. And it was the first person who planted a seed for me to figure out what my art was and to go on that journey and to really start to peel the onion apart and figure out what, what it was. And there is nothing like stepping into being in a, a field, having these conversations with you, getting to see people come to light and figure out what their light is and what their art is. It allows me to vibrate at a frequency that I didn't know existed. And that that's just whatever that is for anyone listening. It's so important that you figure out what it is and that you stay the course long enough to follow that. And also then have the courage, right. To keep coming back to it. Cause there's so many things that take us off track while we're on this journey or attempt to take it, pull us off track. Yeah. And, and, you know, what you just said is really important because each time you revisit it, it will be different. Each time you revisit it, something else. You know, like I told you, I've done all these um, music CDs. And I just did another one. And I worked with these two men who were, um, they used to be in a band that opened for Pink and all these other people. And then they got that their, that their calling was to help people find their authentic voices through music. And so I, I worked with them. And when I was growing up, it was so scary because... I wasn't Aretha Franklin and I wasn't Gladys Knight with the pips. And I, you know, I wasn't all those people. And, um, but people kept telling me I had a voice and throughout my life, I kept thinking there's a deeper voice in me that I'm not sure I've tapped into yet. And so when I got with them, they said, we want you to not sit at a piano, not have a pen. We want you to have your phone with your voice memos and wherever you are, 
if a melody comes through recorded, if lyrics come through recorded. So the entire seven songs on this album were all downloaded like that. And this was, most recent one. This, yeah, they were all downloaded. And then when we went in the recording studio, in the past, going into the recording studio, you have the charts and the band goes in and they play the music and then you do a rough track and then you come back and you do the track and the background vocals. No, that is not what we did. They said, okay, we're not doing that. We've got the, we've got the skeleton of the music. We're going to allow the magic to happen in the studio. Mm. So each day we would go in there and we'd sit at the keyboard or there'd be a guitar or whatever. And we would start and then the song would build. I, you know, I know it was me, but I was amazed at A, the voice that came out. But more importantly, the creativity, because I didn't have any constraints. And because there was nobody telling me I had to fit in a container, I got to play. Anybody watching, play Play, play. <laughs> Learn to play. I don't care what you're doing. It will bring you joy and bring you aliveness. Yes, 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 yes. I've been doing some more intentional work with a woman named Kathy Heller. And that has been 100% the thing that I am just hearing over and over and over again. And really embracing. As an entrepreneur, there are so many moments. There still are many moments that I feel guilty for, for taking time and playing. And it is beyond beautiful. Once you really get into alignment with that's the vibrational frequency that creates, right? Like the expansion, the effortlessness, the joy, that's where the downloads and the visions come in is when we're playing and we're figuring out what play means for us. Right. Well, yeah. And some of the greatest things that have been invented have been because people were outside the box and playing and and trying new things. And, you know, for anybody who's an entrepreneur, you know, I know for all of us who are entrepreneurs, you know, it's not easy. There, there's there's a path here and there's ups and there's downs. I, I, I get it. But here's the thing. That thing in you that wanted to create this business wanted to create it because there were people waiting for it. And so when you when you tap into that field of play and expression and creativity, you bring something into form that's unique, that's valuable, and that's a game changer for people. And that's what creates your success. Mm-hmm. So, so, so true. Yeah, two people could be doing the exact same thing, but the one that's in alignment and has the passion and is really playing with it is it's remarkable to see the difference, right? And the results. Absolutely. Remarkable. Oh, so fun. All right. So tell us where and how we can find this, these downloads of music that have been coming through you for has it been a culmination of years and years that you've been putting those together or did that all come together? No, this whole that whole album came together in nine months. I, I I'm in awe too, because I'm like, really? So uh, the album is called Chosen. Oh, I'll show you. It's called Chosen. Here it is. And it's you can get it on iTunes or Spotify or or Amazon music. It's, you know, you just look for Chosen Cynthia James and it'll pop up. 
I love that. And then you have a book that I'm more aware of, which is called I Choose Me. Is there something specific about that one that you that you have still in your heart? I mean, the 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 words on the title of this book are just I they every single time I read them, they resonate deeper and deeper. The art of being a phenomenally successful woman at home and at work. Like who doesn't want that? Right. You know, I thought (laughs) that I was writing the book for my female client. It ended up I was writing it for me and my female clients. Because here's the thing, you know, until the early 1900s, women were still property. Our job was to procreate, to be a homemaker and to bring children on the planet and take care of the, the husband's. Um, But as women started to awaken and started to demand their rights, you know, didn't go so well. They got beat up. They got thrown into jail, all kinds of stuff. And so the the message was, if you choose you first, then you are you are selfish. You are self-absorbed. And you are lowering the frequency of everything around you. And what I wanted people to know, what I wanted women to know is like, no, that is so backwards. When you choose you, when you take care of you, you know, because women will take care of everybody else and then get to them. But when you do you first, you raise your frequency and that impacts the frequency of everybody in your world. And it also makes you more alive. It models for your children and the people in your life what health looks like, what vitality looks like, what passion looks like. And so I wanted women to know, and I interviewed people and I had them write stories about where they chose themselves and the outcome of them becoming artfully successful and phenomenal. And what are one or two things that someone can do if they've been putting everyone else first? What would be one or two things that you would recommend for someone to get started? Or as a reminder for those of us who are on the path of continuously learning to put ourselves first? First thing I would tell you, you know, that thing you have called a calendar, it's for you. Put yourself on the calendar. In my week, I have um, a mani-pedi, uh, a reflexology, uh, a spot, you know, there's something every week that I do for me. I also put on my calendar that I walk with my husband and my dogs every day. We walk a mile to two miles because that gives me the energy. Um, I take baths because I really like baths with candles. Um, I read books or I listen to them on audio. I put on the calendar time for me. And, you know, when you do that and you make those times for you as non-negotiable as it is for, you know, making dinner or taking your kids to play ball or whatever it is, then something happens. You start to feel more vital. And so that's the first thing is that put it on the calendar. The second thing is what lights you up? What brings you joy? And you make sure that you are going to do that at a minimum of once a week. And you let everybody know, my family knows, when I'm going to do this, don't bother me. I'm not picking up the phone. I'm not going to answer a text. I'm not doing it. This is my time. 
And that little hour, that hour and a half or whatever, refreshes me. And then I'm available to do whatever I need to do for clients or family members. Yeah, we have so much more energy to do it than to, right? And then, like you say, the passion and vitality that comes with it. So that was I Choose Me. What I haven't spoken about yet, which is interesting because there's been a good handful of people on the podcast who have written books. What was your biggest takeaway from becoming an author, stepping in and, and finding this as part of your journey? There is a critical voice that wants to come in and share. What are you thinking? Why will anybody want to listen to you? Why do you have anything to say that's important? That little voice, that's nice. And you understand that it's there. But the but the calling for you to write is more powerful than that voice. So I say, okay. And sometimes that voice will come in and I'll just journal what it has to say and then I'll bless it and, and I'll burn it or I'll put it in a prayer box or whatever. But but then it's like, get back to the writing. If you're going to be a writer, you got to write. Write every day. I don't care if it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Write. And don't judge what wants to come out mm-hmm. because sometimes something will come and there's something right behind it that wants to come into form. So, um, and let me say this. If one person gets your book and is healed or transformed, that's a win. And so there are tools and things to make your books a success or or all of that. But write it from your heart. Write it from what inspires you and what's important to you. I guarantee you somebody needs that. Yeah. Especially with a book titled, Does My Voice Matter? (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. What is one other favorite part of this book that that came through? You know, I talk about pause perspective. A lot of times we're so busy running that we don't stop to be able to listen to our inner guidance or what wants to be birthed through us. And And the way to know that you need to pause is you're tired, you feel overworked, you know, you feel reactive, you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well, you know, all of those things are are indicators that you need to pause. And you need to really look at how are you caring for you? Because this, this body is your temple. And if it's not healthy, if it's not vibrant, if it's not vital, you can't produce what wants to come through. So I I say pause. And that could look like a daily spiritual practice. That could look like meditation. That could look like um, walking or running or hiking, where you really get away from all the digital stuff and, and what everybody needs from you. And you just connect with you, connect with nature and and really begin to ask, you know, the universe answers questions that that thing that says ask and it shall be given. You know, it's like you you begin to ask what wants to come through to me. I have in the morning in my spiritual practice, I have questions that I ask. What does my future want me to know? Mm-hmm. What are my gifts that are unique and that the world is waiting for? What wants to manifest through me? who are my strategic alliances and and how do we find each other easy and what does abundant living look like for me 
you know, I have a lot more questions, but those are the, the ones I ask every morning. And I do it as a part of my spiritual practice because I I know that my mind will want to figure out ways to do things, but the universe knows a lot better. Heck yes. Uh, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Coming out of this time in this last couple of years, I have such a deep appreciation for pausing. It's not even funny. I love being quiet. And I was, I think more out of codependencies and potential addictions, who knows what, and the desire and deep compassion for wanting to serve. I was go, 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 go. And this last couple of years has really given me the gift that it is a hundred percent okay to say no. And it's even more so okay to just sit and be, and not that that's all I'm doing, but those moments of the day are what really truly fuels us and gives us that vitality. Yes, absolutely. And you don't have to be a master manifester or, or meditator. You can you can sit and listen to music. You can you can. There's so many um, mindfulness things <clears throat> online that you can download that just can help you five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes to help you reset. Absolutely, absolutely. So writing and. Um and singing are two big, big focuses right now, but you also support women in, in other containers globally as well. And then take people on, on journeys and pilgrimages, right? Is that what, what can you share just a, a smidge about, about those? Cause they're such a big part of your life, unless they're not no, they going are. to be moving forward. No, they are. Here's the thing. I, I feel like I don't like tours. I like pilgrimages because Pilgrimages, we go to sacred sites and we focus on our inner journey, our inward journey. And so I've taken people to Peru. I've taken people to walk the labyrinth in Chartres, France. I've taken people to Dom and Her in Italy to the temples of humankind. In October, I'm taking a group to Egypt to go to the temples with a, uh, a um, an Egyptian mystic there. Uh, and what we do is we do practices and I take small groups. I used to take large, but I take 14 to 18 people so that we can like bond and be like a family and connect and have our spiritual practices. We journal, we dance, we sing, we chant, we we go into these sacred spaces and, and we just uh, invite what wants to come through us. So People have had healings. I had one woman come on a trip with me and she just as she, she was pregnant and, and she was told before she came on the trip that they weren't sure if this baby was going to be healthy. And so when we walked the labyrinth in Chart, she walked that labyrinth for the health of that baby. And that baby today is like 13 years old. So, I mean, that we really bring our intentions on the trip and and allow whatever sacred energy is in the space to bathe us. Love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So this is a woman who has truly, you have just followed one step after another, figuring out what lights you up, turning, choosing, continuing to learn how to find your voice, right? And know that it does matter and become vulnerable and seen and getting yourself out there. And your light is shining brighter than I've ever seen it before. I have only seen you through a couple iterations, but this one is 
remarkably powerful. So I'm so, so blessed to be in your presence and have you as a dear sister and friend in my life. And how can people find you? Where can we find these books? Um, tell us about the the launch of this book. I know you've done multiple of them and um, and yeah, where, where can people run, skip and jump over to you? <laughs> so um, Does My Voice Matter is already on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and tattered cover in Denver for people who live there um, for pre-order. It, it, it launches on September 27th. And um, and I'm going to be doing people who buy the book in October. I'm going to do an online gathering where I take people through the book and and, and do some readings and stuff for them. Um, the uh, my website is CynthiaJames.net, and it connects you to Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. I mean, you can you can find me on all of those places and. Um, um, the, and like I said, the CD is called Chosen and you can get it anywhere you can download music. Thank you. Uh, and people all over the world can reach out to you to work with you, right? Whether whether they might be stuck or if any of your stories or journeys resonated with what you shared today, um, they're able to reach you through the website and, and work with you potentially. Are you still doing one-on-ones with people or? Yeah, I am. Um, you can schedule a 15 minute discovery call with me. And I do, I work with people all around the world and uh, we do do zoom sessions and, um, and my, my job is to help you fulfill your intention. I love it. Oh, thank you. I hope you all have the best day ever after listening to Cynthia and being with us today. And I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thanks for listening in. And thank you, Cynthia, so much for being here. Love you, girl. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.